Hi, Court. <laughs> and hi, Bee Critics fam. Welcome to another episode of the Bee Critics podcast. This episode is part of our Coming to Theaters or Now in Theaters series where we discuss new movies spoiler free. Bee Critics. <laughs> rev, rev, rev your engines. <laughs> because in this episode, we're getting you up to <laughs> on Gran Turismo and what you need to know before heading to theaters. I can't believe you just made me read that. Yeah. So <laughs> I write We're talking about Gran Turismo. <laughs> I like write our little like opener each time and I'd like I try to throw something in cute from the movie and Courtney's just like not as cheesy as me, which is fine, but it's funny. I think they're fun. That's okay. We're talking about Gran Turismo. So, yes. Liz, will you give us the premise of the movie? Please? Yeah. Okay. Jan Martinborough is a normal kid like everyone else, except he's really good at the racing simulator Gran Turismo. When Nissan decides to host a competition for Gran Turismo gamers to have a chance to race real cars, Jan gets the opportunity of a lifetime. Come along on Yan's journey as he attends the Nissan GT Academy and learns what it means to be a professional race car driver. Does Yan have what it takes or will he prove all his haters right? Have you ever played Gran Turismo? I have not. No, I cannot say I have either. <laughs> but my husband Hayden has and he really liked it. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, a little about Gran Turismo for all of you that are like, what the heck is this movie? Like, why do I care about Gran Turismo? So it's a long-running video game dating back to 1997, exclusive to the PlayStation console. This game is focused on cars, racing, and customization. Um, the newest version, Gran Turismo 7, came out in 2022. So it's pretty relevant that this movie is coming out too. So it's a racing simulator. Yeah. It's like meant to, you're meant to feel like you're racing the car. Yeah, I have so many questions about it because this movie just like <laughs> made me – I was like so confused about if this could be real and it's like based on a real story and I, I don't know. It's wild. Yeah, a lot of like engineering went into making this mm -hmm. video game simulator like a lot. <laughs> yeah, which they didn't talk about that like in the movie. Like this is Yan's story. And like, I kind of wish they had. Like, I was so curious about it. They kind of did at the beginning, like just a little bit. Like but a you're little right. bit. Like Peak. a little tiny bit. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that could have easily bored people. So that's probably why they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So this movie was two hours and 15 minutes long. Yeah. And it was PG-13, which <laughs> it definitely needed to be PG-13 because some of the like violent crashes in the game would would be like a bit much for a child I think yeah some of them were pretty scary yeah like pretty scary um but I would say my dad probably would have taken my brother to this when he was younger so yeah I would I would probably take my kids to it too maybe not like little <laughs> kids I don't have kids I don't know there maybe were like a change. couple questionable jokes too like <laughs> yeah it wasn't that mature though no it wasn't so this movie comes out on the 25th of August, like full mm -hmm. release in the US. In just a few weeks, literally two yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's done like a limited release in the theaters here. And me and Liz have both seen it. I went and saw mm -hmm. it last night. Um, so we're going to talk about it. 
It was produced yep. by <laughs> spoiler free. It was produced yep. by Sony and PlayStation, clearly. PlayStation was like <laughs> advertised heavily <everywhere>. branded. <laughs> yes. This movie was like I was watching it and I was like, is this a movie or is this a commercial for PlayStation? It's a pretty um, good commercial if it's a commercial. <laughs> I mean and Nissan. He kept saying yeah, Nissan. Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. Nissan. And I was like, what in the world is he saying? Yeah, just like this isn't a spoiler, but a lot of the actors in the movie are British. So there's a lot of things that they say that are just like very different from the way that we yeah. talk in America. So instead of Nissan, they're saying they say Nissan. <laughs> Nissan. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. I thought it was cute. <laughs> I was obsessed with like all the British speaking in the movie. Like right cute. off the bat, they were like, what's up, bruv? And they were like texting bruv. I was like, this is like Love Island in this movie. What's going on? <laughs> is that just the way that they say like bro or like brother or whatever? Yeah, they say bruv. Okay. That's my favorite British word. Um, oh, love that. <laughs> they, nobody said that they got mugged off though, which oh. was very disappointing. <laughs> Have you ever watched Love Island? Um, No. No, all the characters, they're like, whenever they get dumped, because they get dumped constantly, they're like, oh, they they mug me off men or mate. And like, is that um, Australian or British? Mug me off. I don't know. I don't have a very good British accent. Just let me be. <laughs> um, but like, there's like so much drama about who mugged who off. Oh, no. I know. This is um, giving me the like kin beach off scene vibes all over again. <laughs> Kind of. You need to watch Love Island. But anyway, <laughs> I appreciated the I appreciated the Britishness of it. Yeah. Um, okay, so this movie was directed by Neil Blomkamp. 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 He's South African Canadian. I've never watched any of his other movies. Mm-mm. I, I haven't think. either. A lot of people have been talking about like the very first movie he did, which I don't know the name of it, but People like that one. Apparently, I I haven't seen it, but you know, no, I haven't either. <laughs> um, but I can tell you what I thought of this movie. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and then notable cast. So we have David Arbor, who probably like b- the best acting in the movie. Um, Orlando Bloom, Archie Madakwe. I think I did that right. Madakwe, um, yeah. Darren Barnett. Um, Jaiman Hansu, who was mm-hmm. um, Jan's, Jan's, Jan's dad. Mm-hmm. And I want to like throw out an honorable mention because I was shocked when I saw her come on screen because I didn't know she was going to be in this movie, but Jerry Hollowell was in this. And if you don't know who that is, that is Ginger Spice from the Spice Girls. That's the mom. What? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, oh, she came cool. on the screen and I was like, oh. <gasps> Okay, if you know me, Spice World is in my top four movies. So, like, I was very excited about this woman being in this movie. That's how I was when Darren Barnett came on the screen, who is Maddie Davis. He's and a cutie. He's, um, Paxton Hall Yoshida. Come on, people you know. Fangirling over here. Have you – you've watched Never Have I Ever? Yes. Yeah, love okay, that. obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> Boy, he was, like, such an ass in this movie. I was like, dude, get a grip. <laughs> he redeemed himself. <laughs> okay, okay. Is this supposed to be spoiler-free, Elizabeth? It is spoiler-free. It's fine. Everybody, I mean, the, people know the story. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about it. Um, the story. Yeah. It's, so, so this is based on a true story. Yeah. 
yeah, if you didn't gather that from like all the marketing, it is based on a true story. Um, I think it's meant to be like inspiring and it's kind of so it I mean, again, based on a true story, but it feels so unreal. Like while you're watching, you're just like, there's no way. I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, yeah. this seems so unrealistic. And then to find out that it was based on a real story and a mm-hmm. lot of the elements of it that felt very unrealistic were the real elements. The real parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of it, like I think a lot of the character stuff was obviously very dramatized. Mm-hmm. But I think core elements of the story um, were very true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like all of these like biopics, they dramatize it to make everything to make people interested, right? Um, but I it, it was just like so 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 incredible. I was just watching it and I was like, I don't this story is wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the characters. Yeah, the characters. We've got the guy who played Yan. Um Archie his name- yeah he was fine and I I thought he was so lovable and I don't know if it's just because like Yan and his story is lovable or because I liked this Archie fellow um but I was just like rooting for him the whole time I thought he was great he's also in Midsommar yeah I know he plays like a small character in that (laughs) did you also not enjoy him in that movie (laughs) No, I think he was fine. I didn't like not enjoy him. I think like <laughs> okay, here's my take on this. Okay, give all, it to us. <laughs> yes. All these people are about to talk about, they're fine. <laughs> Their acting is fine. I've already said this, but David Arbor like very clearly outacted everybody else. Yeah, he did. I will give In you that. In my opinion, these actors did not have a lot to work with. The script was and so I think like the execution of it could pretty much only be fine at its best. And in Orlando Bloom's case, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Every time he came on the screen, I laughed out loud. Like I'm not even kidding. I, I was like liked him. I like he was good. Like he was fine. Like he did. He was, he fine, was Orlando like, his, Bloom. His he took his shirt though, off. Like all the things. But his character was just like so much. Like I don't know. He was just like so extra. Like everything yeah. he did. And I feel like that guy is probably kind of like that in real life. But like the moment when he was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like just like all the scenes with him, like trying to pull all of this together because he was like approaching. Mm-hmm missing and trying to get them to like do this plan that he had to get these kids who were playing the game to like become real life racers and like everything about it was just so dramatized and I think like if if I could have said like make a Gran Turismo movie script cookie cutter like this is what you need to do like that is what they put on the screen like there was no like originality in like any of the dialogue or the lines or the interaction and I think that the actors that we're about to talk about like did fine with that like they were good but I just don't think they had like a lot to work with so I think I'm not discounting what you're saying I don't think it's like the best written script ever 
but I think what you mostly don't like about it is that it was kind of cheesy. So this movie was not really about the dialogue, right? It was like about the grit, the whole story and also like the action sequences, which we're mm-hmm. going to talk about a little bit. But it's like the point of the movie was not about like the dialogue. I think the dialogue was just kind of there as like a supporting side. Um, but it yeah, does like- kind of start dialogue heavy. Yeah, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. But I'm also a very cheesy person. We we already established that at the beginning of this. So maybe that's why we have differing opinions on it. But I thought it was yeah. good. I, yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk a little more about it. I just like – I. <laughs> okay, and next I'll talk okay, about – To Orlando Bloom's character because I <laughs> love Orlando Bloom. And, and so – his character, they changed the name of his character mm-hmm. um, because they did dramatize him. But it's mm-hmm. the man who he's based off of is named Darren Cox, and he is the man who conceived GT Academy. So that is, like, true. That part is true. Okay. The rest of it, I think, was, like, make it what, what, whatever you want <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean – I don't have a ton to say about Ian's dad other than I thought he was well executed. Like the parts he was in were good. Yeah. I um, thought he was, he was like, he played his part well, like the overbearing, like extra dad who was like way too hard on his son. Mm-hmm. The scene where he was crying was like a bit much for me. Like he like, oh, he was like aggressively crying. <laughs> I don't know. I just like had a really hard time taking this movie seriously because I didn't like like the dialogue and like the the story didn't like it didn't hook me like I didn't believe it so I think I had a really hard time being like like feeling the emotions of it all like I did a little bit bought in like from the beginning like fully engaged and like excited about all the characters and all of that I thought that scene was very moving and we don't need to talk about that scene because that's going to give it away but um let's move on to David Harbour let's talk about Jack Salter who is the like trainer for the GT Academy yeah he was he was great I what I have to say about this character is he felt very familiar and he's kind of like the typical doubtful coach thing and yeah like it just worked it gave me like from kicking and screaming like Mike Ditka Vibes. Yeah. Again, <laughs> cookie cutter character vibes. Yeah. Like he did it well, but like nothing original about him. And my I mean, personal I think opinion. that was just kind of like how the story was. I thought I he was funny. Trying to keep it true to the story. But yeah, like he was very funny. The comedy his parts was there. Were the only parts where like when I was laughing, I was like laughing, laughing because it was, it was humorous. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it yeah. was like cringy. I um, I mean, we we can just say it now. We had two very different experiences and we're going to yeah. talk about it a little bit more. Um, I really enjoyed this movie and like I enjoyed like start to finish the movie. Courtney just felt differently about it. So you're going to hear us go back and forth a little bit. It's just going to help you understand like whether or not you think you're going to like this movie. But I think the people understand that by now. <laughs> I, well, I just wanted to clarify. I think it's on the open like very much so. Okay. Okay. So the soundtrack. Yeah. I thought it was, like, high energy and adrenaline-inducing, like, throughout the whole thing. They actually did use, like, a lot of the music from the Grand Turismo 7 Mm -hmm. 
sound, like video game soundtrack. So yeah. if you are somebody who like plays the game and enjoys the soundtrack, you would will probably really enjoy the soundtrack of this movie. It goes along with like the vibe of the movie and like the way that they put it together of like traveling from city to city and stuff. Like I thought that was all mm-hmm. like pretty well done. Um, yeah. I like just think I don't like the soundtrack of Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> like I think I don't I think part of it is too this movie was made for gamers. Yeah. So well, like no. if you're not a gamer, you, like you might just not really be into that's like, not true. That's not true because I enjoy the FIFA soundtracks. I think those are banger soundtracks. That's completely different. But it's just like, like a different vibe. Different. Like a completely yes. different vibe. So like if you are somebody who likes racing games, like this soundtrack fits the vibe for sure. I think it's more than just racing games. I think FIFA is different from most video games. I think if you are a video game person, like I play a lot of video games mm-hmm. and the person that I went to see the movie with, Robbie, he also plays a lot of video games and he enjoyed the soundtrack. So I think it's like just there dependent. were There were definitely some songs that I really enjoyed on here that I was like, okay, I'm like getting into this. Um, and Yan's obsession with like Kenny G was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in general, like it, it was interesting. Like I noticed it a lot throughout the film. Yeah. So it stood out. Um, and then we have to talk about obviously like the cinematography and the stunts in this movie. So mm-hmm. um, the real Yan was actually Archie's stunt double. Yeah. Which so is cool. so cool. They look like such very a neat similar. thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And like such a cool way to like involve the person who the movie's about. And he's getting to like do all of, not that he wouldn't get to do this anyways, but I think he probably has like a bigger sense of pride in it. Like he's getting mm-hmm. to go on the tours and do all of the promotions and all of that, which is probably like so cool for him, especially being this like gamer person. Like he's probably eating this up. the whole thing yeah and I did really enjoy like the second half of the movie once we got to the tour and the actual like races like Mm -hmm. it got infinitely more interesting because the way that they did the CGI with the cars and like the shots they did of the cars were really Mm -hmm. good um I mostly really enjoyed the practical stunts so like Anytime you saw, like, the races going on, like, those were actually happening. Yeah. And, like, it all just looked so real and felt so real because it was real. Like, they knew when to use the CGI and when to do the practical stunts, which is just, like, a lot of movies, I think, go too far. We've talked about this before, if you listen to our show, on how we think they go too far with CGI sometimes, and they, Mm -hmm. they didn't with this one. Like, they used it when they needed to, but other than that, like, it was all practical. It was very cool. Well, I thought... The CGI was cool because, like, they did the real race and then the CGI was used to show the game elements. Yeah. And it would that, go, like, back and forth, which was cool. I think that was, like, a really nice blend. I, I did enjoy that. That was cool. So I think if you, like, if you played Gran Turismo, like, that whole part of it's going to be really, really cool. You're gonna yeah. Like it. And I will say, too, we talked at the beginning about how this felt like a big advertisement for PlayStation, but I'm glad that they brought PlayStation in. Mm-hmm. And also the guy who designed Gran Turismo, 
um, I, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to say it, but I'm glad that they brought those two on board because it just, you could tell that it was very cohesive. They weren't just like making stuff up. They were using real elements from the game yeah, straight from the game designer, which is very neat, very smart. Yes, I agree. Okay. And then last, we already talked about it a little bit, but the yeah, story. Yeah, we don't need to telling. go on anymore about the storytelling. <laughs> I think they get it. Yeah, okay. Um, one of the guys who wrote this movie actually also wrote American Sniper, which I oh, just find it hard to believe that the same guy did that to me, but okay. Um, <laughs> so how does this movie like compare to other movies we've seen um, i have only seen two other racing movies okay that i can like think of one is talladega nights and the other is like herbie fully loaded literally don't even count those like they're not Neither like racing of which movies. are anything like this i think it was very refreshing to see racing portrayed in a serious light versus like the silly boys who like are I don't even know. Like Talladega Nights, that's a silly movie, but I feel like that's usually how racing is portrayed in movies. It's like silly people and the silly guys that are racing, but it was nice to see it not portrayed that way. I think that's a women's perspective. I think if you think about like the Fast and Furious movies, like those are very much like serious racing movies. Okay, Liz, is there anything like specific in this movie that stood out to you? Yeah, so... Number one, there were definitely moments that I kind of felt a little motion sickness. Really? Which, yes. And I'm not like a motion sickness person, but there were definitely moments where I was kind of like, oh my gosh. And I saw an IMAX, so maybe that's part of it. I haven't seen an IMAX movie in a long time. Okay. Um, but I just felt like there was a lot of moving going along. Yeah. Going on. So that's maybe if so you interesting. have motion sickness, just like keep that in mind. Um, weird I didn't feel that at all (laughs) which I'm surprised because I was like pretty close up in the theater so I feel like (laughs) if any opportunity was for me to feel motion sickness this would have been it but no yeah and I do get motion sickness I get like car sick like very easily yeah I don't know it was probably just the IMAX experience I haven't been to an IMAX movie probably since like sixth grade okay Um, Hmm. but other than that I know you said that you thought the acting was fine. I thought it was really good. I thought they did like a great job like portraying the characters. I don't know. I I said this already. I was bought in like 100%, but I'm also like into the storylines. I'm like (laughs) shook by how much you like this movie, honestly. Like (laughs) seriously shook because I was like laughing the whole movie. Like I just – I don't know. Like I just can't even believe it, but – I teach their own there people will like this movie I will be- I do yeah. believe that yeah um okay what was your favorite part of the movie I loved how not only like was I rooting for Yan the whole time but like the theater was rooting for Yan the whole time so yes, mine was too yeah people were like clapping and cheering and like during the sad moments you could hear the audible like oh and like you know like people were just into it and I thought that was very fun like it added to the experience Mm -hmm. there were these Um, two guys that were like sitting kind of near me and mm -hmm. I could hear them like when stuff would come (laughs) up from the that was very clearly like 
straight from the Gran Turismo game game or like something canon within the um, like what's gone on with Gran Turismo. Like you could hear them like whispering to each other about (laughs) it. Like, oh my God. Like I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I love that. People are vibing (laughs) with this. Yeah. I, I liked the tracks. Like I liked how you could go see all the like they went through all the tracks and the courses. Yeah, that was really um, cool. It legitimately made me want to start watching racing. And I have a lot of friends that are into Formula One. And so it made me want to watch Formula One more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I live in Charlotte, which is like a NASCAR city. So like I was like, okay, I have this opportunity. Like I could actually – like I'm – like seriously, like the racing part was really cool. Like I was like, okay, I could watch mm-hmm. Formula One or racing or – yeah. Yeah. I will say – going like actually going to formula one races is very expensive <laughs> oh i'm sure so it could turn into a super expensive hobby which i'm well, sure that has something to do with it they're like trying to get people back into racing yeah i mean i could i feel like i know people like i could get tickets i could make it happen. <laughs> i think i could figure it out <laughs> yeah um but yeah my theater was the same everyone was super into it and that was fun mm-hmm. so if I think we've already said this, but you will like this movie if, in my opinion, if you played Gran Turismo. Like if you are somebody who almost, played Gran Turismo, I would like, almost you will like say this movie. like if you have any interest in cars, racing, or like video games in general, you will probably like this. It's very like over the top, very much feels like a video game, but it's not a video game. Um, but I'll also say. If you are a soft-hearted human being that loves an underdog story, you're going to like this too. Yeah, that's true. Ian is so, an underdog. Don't forget there is some cheese in there too. It's it's pretty cheesy. It's very cheesy. <laughs> I know myself. I know I like these kind of movies. <laughs> okay, Liz, what did you rate this movie? I gave this movie four and a half out of five stars. I really enjoyed myself. I was smiling throughout the whole movie. Um, like I said, rooting for Yan the whole time. I don't know. It felt me, it it felt me. It made me feel really good. And also, like dreams do come true. That sounds that's literally the cheesiest thing I've ever said. But like <laughs> here we are trying to live our dreams. And like if it happened for Yan, it could happen for us. <laughs> I do agree. I was in an <laughs> exceptional mood after the movie. Yeah. yeah. I was like, just, like happy. Also That's smiling, all. like felt really good. I mean, mm-hmm. they like like I think because the races are so intense, like they like pop the champagne after like a race. And mm-hmm. I think just in general with racing, I think everybody's in a good mood at the end. Um yeah. High energy, I, all the I things. Do you think you felt that? Mm-hmm. I rated this movie two out of five stars. So a little less than halfway. Um, yeah, because the the action shots were cool and they looked mm-hmm. really realistic. Like, I will give it that. Um, I guess my take is this is a really good story that was really poorly written. Like, they, they could have done, in my opinion, they could have done so much more with the script um because they had such they had such good actors that they had had so much potential 
to be good and it just wasn't. And it also, it really felt to me like it was just like an advertisement for Nissan, Gran Turismo, and PlayStation. Like I I didn't feel like it, like I feel like there was just so much product placement in this movie that I was like overwhelmed by it. Have you ever watched NASCAR, like a NASCAR race? Yeah, I've watched that in like Formula One before. NASCAR is 100% about product placement, everything yeah. about it. Yeah, it felt, I, think I mean, it felt like very it. true to like NASCAR and racing and yeah. But the other thing I will say also, is like cars, like this is not my thing. So yeah. I know I'm like trashing this movie. Like if you like this, like you probably <laughs> will like it. I, I will stand by that this, the writing was bad. Like it was horrible. So I will not like, even if you like love Gran Turismo as a game, like I will not tell you that this was like the best written movie I've ever seen because it just wasn't. Um, But I will say that my rating does have an asterisk by it that I'm not into cars. Okay. Okay. I I was going to say that these types of movies are not like made for everyone. Like they yeah. they make these movies knowing that there's a certain audience that's gonna enjoy it and there's a certain audience that really isn't. So, you know, if you don't like it, that's completely fine. You're not gonna like everything. Movies are works of art and they're meant to make people feel and feeling meh is still a feeling. So, <laughs> I mean, I felt good afterwards. I'll give it. I, but you yeah. felt meh about the movie. Yeah. The movie was meh. Yeah. The movie was I loved meh. it. You said the movie was meh. I heard you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said you felt meh about it. Okay. Okay. Um, bef- I think that's all we have to say. But before we sign off, we want to extend a huge thank you to our friend Luis and Ally Global Marketing for giving us the opportunity to see Gran Turismo during its advanced screening. Yeah. Huge thank you. Couldn't thank you enough. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy going and had a great time. So... <laughs> I think it's time for us to say goodbye. Thank you yep. so much for tuning in to our Gran Turismo spoiler-free review episode. Be sure to leave us a rating or a review, drop a comment on the YouTube, and leave us an answer to our poll-a and Q&A section on Spotify. You can find more information about the podcast and our entire podography on our website, bcritics.com, or you can find links to all the things on our link tree in the episode show notes below. Yeah. And if you are liking what you're listening to, please tell your friends. Tell your friends. Share it with a friend. That is like the biggest compliment that you can give us. And leave us a rating, a review, and subscribe and follow. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe, follow so you don't miss anything. And you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.